Welcome to today's episode. It is the morning of Christmas Eve, December 24th, 2021. I was going to do put both uh, episodes cuz like I like I've said it on on my Instagram. I was going to put out a woke culture one and then also obviously another COVID update episode. So I was going to do both last night, but it actually took me, uh, I had a lot of information for the COVID. So I was up to like 2 a.m. last night. So that wasn't going to happen, uh, me doing episodes last night. But we're going to go ahead and publish this today before we get into the Christmas Eve festivities later. Uh, but really, this episode will be about the woke culture. Now, we had a lot of voting with the Instagram where people wanted to do woke culture, but we also have Planned Parenthood and Bill Gates. Uh, a lot of people voted for that. So I actually integrated that into the episode. Now you're saying, well, Mark, how does Bill Gates and Planned Parenthood, how does that, how is that woke culture? Well, we have to think about what is woke culture? Right. I can sit here for hours and talk about John Rudin, uh, Colin Kaepernick, which we'll discuss, obviously, um, because he kind of ties into Black Lives Matter. Now, but I really want to get into the history of everything. So Black Lives Matter, as we know, is a big part of the woke, of the woke culture. So... I think we can all agree if Black Lives Matter didn't exist, would the woke culture, critical race theory, would that all be as popular as it would be today if Black Lives Matter never existed back, if they never started back in 2014? I don't think so. Uh, but let's 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 get through the history of it. So what is woke? Right? What's that what's that term mean? <clears throat> According to the Oxford Dictionary, it means alert to injustice in society, especially racism. Right? So that's the term in the Oxford Dictionary. Now, the history of it is before 2014 that the term woke came from black people in the 40s, okay, 30s, 40s, 50s, okay, where they would say, quote, stay woke. And that's in regards to being alert to the deceptions of other people. Uh, it was basically a basic survival tactic. In 2014, that term rose up again during, obviously, the protests after the murder of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. Since then, the term woke has been has been widely used with a leftist political ideology really centered on social justice politics and, and critical race theory. Now, as I said before, Black Lives Matter is a huge part of, of, of the woke culture. So a lot of what we're going to be talking about today is is Black Lives Matter, Colin Kaepernick, because obviously he's a huge activist, okay, uh, for Black Lives Matter. Uh, so we're going to be talking about him. And then also, how does Bill Gates and Planned Parenthood tie into to Black Lives Matter, okay? But first, what's the history of Black Lives Matter? In 2013, you had three black women, Patrice, Alicia, and Opal. I think I'm saying her name right. Opal, O-P-A-L. However you say it, doesn't matter. Uh, formed, they formed the Black Lives Matter online network platform, uh, and it existed to provide activists with a shared set of principles and goals. Uh, now, obviously, later on, we figured out that most of those principles and goals were Marxist ideals and principles that, that, that 
went away from the nuclear family. And when you're talking about the nuclear family, that's mother, father, and you know, mother, mother and father, and they raising kids on their own. Black Lives Matter doesn't believe in that, which is why they're anti-nuclear family. They, they even said it in their packet. Now, they changed it, but fortunately, early, right when the riot started, I like and, and all this kind of thing started forming, I printed, I went on their website and I printed out their whole, it's, I think it's like 80 pages, their whole packet of what they're about. So, you know, nice try, Black Lives Matter. You changed it, but I got the original copy, which I went over again last night. So, <clears throat> Uh, that that's why whenever you see stuff like this, print it out, save it, you know, download it onto your phone. Because as we see time and time again, whether it's with COVID, whether it's with uh, the woke culture, definitions being changed, we're living in a, in a society where a lot of things, you can just basically change anything. Oh, you got a lot of information stored on Instagram? Delete Oh, we can just change definition. We'll change this. We'll change that. So it's really important to, to, to save a lot of this information on your own. Because um, really, at the end of the day, it, it's, it's history. You're saving history. But let's, let's not, I'm kind of going off the trail here. Black Lives Matter, their, their original intentions, in my opinion, Black Lives Matter was supposed to be the new, quote, stay woke, right? That, that, they were supposed to be the new term, stay woke, um, just being used, except they were supposed to be used in the 21st century. So, however, the, you know, the, their good intentions, if they had any, are long gone, especially since after the 2020 riots and lootings. Um even if you want to say, well, you know, there was only a couple people. Uh, there was a lot of other peaceful protests that Black Lives Matter did. You're right. They did do a lot of peaceful protests, even though there were a lot of riots and lootings. However, I think that the icing on the cake for them was their hypocrisies. Especially with the founders and with what Black Lives Matter really cared about. So, <clears throat> if you think about the hypocrisies of Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter raised over $90 million in 2020. That's just them raising money. So, you, you go and... It, there's there's to them selling products online, whatever it is. <clears throat> they raised over ninety million dollars in twenty twenty, and then roughly ten point six billion they received in donations. And this is all uh, according to MarketWatch.com. Now, according to the New York Times. Another hypocrisy. Founder Patrice purchased a $1.4 million home in Malibu, California. So if you think about it, one, let's... Where did that money go? $90 million plus $10.6 billion in donations. Do you know how many neighborhoods you could fix with that money? You could literally, with that money, you could rebuild Detroit. You could go and, and, and get rid of crime. You could rebuild houses that have been burned down, that have been abandoned for years. See, if Black Lives Matter went and did that, if their founders went and did that, if they started putting poor black kids 
who really didn't have the opportunities to get into co- a good college. And they're like, hey, you guys got good grades. We're going to give you <clears throat> the money for a free scholarship. That would be a different story. I would actually be in support of Black Lives Matter. Okay, hey, hell, I'd, I'd fly a flag that says Black Lives Matter outside my window. But that's not what they're doing. Because it's all about money for them. And that's why when I say, listen, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and scream blue lives matter. But I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and see black lives matter also. Okay? Because both are, both are bullshit. And I know I went over to in the other episode of why I don't agree with blue lives matter. But with black lives matter, it's too many hypocrisies. Like, if you have a founder who purchased a $1.4 million home in Malibu, California. In Malibu, California, for people who don't know, uh, you know, who don't live, because anybody who lives in California knows this, but for those who don't, Malibu, California is a rich, wealthy area. Uh, It has a population that 91% are white people, wealthy white people, 91%. And only 1% are black people. So, and most of those black people are, are, I would guess, are extremely rich to live in Malibu. But if you're going to, if you're going to, do all if you're going to sit here and say black lives matter f white people the white people control the system they're holding us down why would you go buy a house and live next to this people that you're complaining about because it's not about that it's not about black lives matter it's not about making black people better it's about just raising money it's all they are. Black Lives Matter is just another corporate, a greedy corporation. That's all it is. That's why I said if they had any good intentions, it's long gone. Whatever people thought Black Lives Matter was back in 2014, whatever the good intentions were, yeah, that's gone. Black Lives Matter, is, it's a joke. It's just a greedy corporation just like Target, Walmart. Amazon, that's all it is. Now, continuing on with kind of the hypocrisies, where does Black Lives Matter, where are they when it truly matters? Because anytime Black Lives Matter shows up, it's always, it's always, oh, it's a, it's, it's a racist white cop. Right, which if a black cop kills a white person that's unarmed, which happened many times, then you don't see a bunch of white people coming out saying white lives matter. F the black cop, he's he's racist against white people. That's why he did it. No, he's just a no. It's the we they do an investigation, and then oh okay. It's either that white guy, if he did get killed by the black cop, it's either, okay, well, that guy's just, he was an idiot. He reached for a gun. He he did something to provoke it, right? Or maybe he didn't. Maybe the, the black cop was in the wrong. Okay, well, he didn't do it because the black cop's racist. He did because he's a shitty cop. Because and he needs to be fired. He needs to be thrown in jail because he's a shit cop. Not because he's racist against white people. But see, when you flip it around, it's always racist with a white cop to um, someone who's who's black. And that's the only thing they talk about. But when you have these new vaccine mandates come out, Where's Black Lives Matter with that? 
because according to the CDC, only 38% of black people have received one dose, not, not two doses, not fully vaccinated. Only 38% of black people have received just one dose of the COVID vaccine. That's the lowest out of any race. And so when you have these vaccine mandates being pushed, right? Saying, hey, you can't work. You can't go here. Who's that affecting? Who's that? Who is that affecting the most? Black people. Poor black people. And they know this. Joe Biden, the racist. Kamala, the hoe. You know, we all know what her history is. Okay, with extending prison time when she was in California. If you don't know her history, look it up. Okay, Kamala Harris is about just as black as Blake Griffin, and Joe Biden's just as, if not more, racist than the founder of KKK. But let's let's not go down that rabbit hole. So it's going to affect black people the most. Now, if you're black, why would you why would you even take these vaccines? How many times do you how many times do you hear a black person complain about the system being corrupt and it's being ran by white people and white people are just out to get us? I mean, in certain circumstances, I will agree with that. Black people are being targeted hard, but we're going to get into that a little bit later in the in the episode. If and I'll just point out a couple different uh, examples here of how black people minorities are being targeted. The Tuskegee experiment. Okay, it, it was. This was the Tuskegee experiment. If you don't know, I'll kind of give you a small rundown. It, it began in 1932. Uh, a bunch of white doctors went over, and uh, they basically it, it was a, the infamous uh, syphilis study. So uh, you, you literally go on HistoryChannel.com and look it up. But it was something that even the U.S. government had to come back and apologize for. So. When you know the U.S. government is coming out and apologizing, they never do. So when you know it's rarity, when they come out and apologize, you know they fucked up. You know it was bad. So you got the Tuskegee experiment back then. And then you had the polio vaccines in Africa where um, that was Bill Gates and his uh, deadly polio vaccines that he pushed on the poor African children. Uh, that actually, later on, his polio, the Bill Gates vaccine, they call it, the the polio vaccine that he administered back in, the, in Africa actually killed more Africans than the actual virus did. So if you want to if you want to know why a lot of Africans over over in Africa aren't taking the, the the covid vaccines yeah that's why because they've already had uh, a taste of what Bill Gates gave them of what the United Nations gave them so if somebody came over and poisoned your family and then years later came back again and said hey um we know you. We know we po- We know we gave you poison years ago. But um, why don't you try out our new product? You're gonna be like, no, go go after yourself. Like you tried to poison us last time. What makes you think this is gonna be anything different? So that was the Bill Gates vaccine. The polio killed African children, and um, you know it's it, it, Bill Gates isn't over in Africa because he loves. The, the little black kids. Okay, no. It's, it's it's because no one gives a shit about what's going on in Africa. No one cares. 
Let's just call it out for what it is. No one cares about what's going on in Africa. And Bill Gates knows that. So he knows he can just go around and experiment and and, and throw whatever um, poison experimental vaccine that he wants at the little African children because no one's going to miss them. I mean, that's does that sound brutal? Yeah, it's a fucked up. Sure. But it's the truth. I'm not, I'm not saying it's 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 not effed up or it's, I'm not saying it's right, but I, I'm just I'm just giving you the truth. That that's that's all I'm that's all I'm giving you. Okay, Bill Gates is an evil piece of shit. Now, you also look at the lack of clean drinking water. Um, a lot of people remember Flint, Michigan. This is a huge, still still is a big problem with the lack of clean drinking water. People literally couldn't drink the water out of their, out of their faucets because it was poison, pretty much. And if, if um, it took me some time, I, I couldn't. It's buried in my bookmarks, but I couldn't find the video. But I remember there was a video years ago when Obama was president, where he went to Flint, Michigan, um, to talk about the lack of clean water. Uh, but remember, this was back when Obama was supposed to be. The savior for black people. He, and clearly he had it all staged. He had a cup, a cup of water that he asked for. He already had it like on the bottom of his podium. And he brought it out. He's like, man, I'm thirsty. I'm paraphrasing. He's like, man, I'm thirsty. Drunk the water and then said, looked at it and said, huh, tastes fine to me. As to basically say, Hey, you, everyone here who's saying they don't have clean water, yeah, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. It tastes fine. Basically making fun of the people at all the black people in Flint, Michigan, complaining about not the lack of clean water. And that was Obama. The savior for black people. Now, you look at also with... Uh, with fast food. And we all know fast food is poison. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I don't eat fast food. Uh, I don't, I used to eat fast food all the time. Uh, I maybe, maybe have it once every two weeks. You know, it's like some Chick-fil-A, but listen, I'm, I'm eating it less and less because of the information that I've been reading on fast food. The more information that I do, the less of this crap that I eat. And I know I shared it, I think it was like two episodes ago, but I'll share it again. Uh, this is from the Epoch Times. Scientists find shocking amount of toxic chemicals in fast food. So it's, it's chemicals that are used in all kinds of plastic packaging have now been linked to many popular fast food items. So, and the federal government, the FDA, has not banned the use of these deadly chemicals that cause cancer and other health issues um, in food packaging. Now, why am I bringing up fast food? Well, where do you see the majority of this fast food stuff? Hmm? Where do you see it most? In poor minority communities. So, and that's done. That's done on purpose. Okay. Um, if they really wanted to, they could limit it. And I think that's why most of, uh, you know, uh, most of the, the black people, that's why they suffer from heart disease more than any other race. Because they're surrounded by terrible food. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I know we could all sit back and say, hey, they know what they're doing by buying this fast food. Sure, but if you live in a community where the only thing you have to eat or to buy is some crappy produce and groceries from, you know, your local, the L supermarket, um, or Fred's, you know, Fred's Market or whatever it is. It's not like a Vons, not an Albertsons. It's it's some off-brand supermarket. 
And then you got Popeyes, uh, Taco Bell, KFC, Church's Chicken. What else you got? McDonald's, Burger King. And that's what you have mainly around a 10, 15 mile, I wouldn't even say 15, a 5, 10 mile radius around where you live. Eventually, you're going to cave. Okay, you're not going to drive 15 miles, especially if you're poor, 15 miles to go to a Sprouts or Whole Foods or some local market where, where they're selling fresh produce and, and to buy that. You're not going to, you're not going to do that. But all the, all those majority of those stores, they're located in, in the nice neighborhoods, right? That's why in the nice neighborhoods, you don't really see people who are overweight because they have access to better food. Now, And now with with COVID nineteen, um, continuing on with the uh, the lack of health with African Americans, I, I've said before that they're at the highest risk of being raised to have heart issues. Um, yet the majority of fast food chains are located in minority and poor communities, and also COVID nineteen affects blacks more due to their health uh, or comorbidities. So COVID-19 has already been proven over the last year and a half, now almost two years, where it affects black people more. Why? Because there's a lot more of them that are overweight. They have heart issues, um, a lot more different comorbidities, which we know, according to the CDC, 85% of the, the people who died from COVID are had multiple comorbidities and were overweight. So it's where's black lives matter there, right? Where's black lives matter holding up their fist and <laughs> throwing donations out for vaccine mandates. Where are they at with, with uh poll, you know, arguing about polio vaccines and other past experiments on black people. Where are they at with, was shutting down fast food restaurants saying, Hey, we want better food in our communities. Hey, we want better clean drinking water in our communities. There's none of that because they're not going to make money off of that. Right. They, the black lives matter. Their main goal is to start a race war so that they can continue to go out and buy more houses in Malibu. Now, I was going to get into Colin Kaepernick. Do I want to get into Colin Kaepernick or do I want to get into Planned Parenthood and Bill Gates? You know what? Let me let me get into Colin Kaepernick. I'll run, I'll run through Colin Kaepernick real quick. Only because recently the, the clown Colin Kaepernick, I would say he's the most biggest hypocrite of them all when it's regards to I don't know if you would call them Black Lives Matter activist. I mean, sure. Uh, let's just let's just say he's a Black Lives Matter activist. I mean, he is going around saying that the NFL is like comparing it to slavery. So, uh, if you don't know who Colin Kaepernick is by now, I'll give you a little short rundown. He's a former NFL San Francisco 49ers quarterback. He was drafted in 2011. He Started kind of mid-season in 2012 after the former quarterback Alex Smith. He suffered a knee injury. So um, Colin Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl that year, lost. He then played six seasons. Um, Now in 2014, because everybody thinks that Colin Kaepernick, he didn't stay in the NFL because of him kneeling, right? Sure, that played a part because – Listen, how the NFL works is if you're really talented, you can get away with a lot, okay? You can really get away with a lot unless you murder somebody. Um, 
you know, then there's nothing you can do about it. But if you're really talented, you can get away with a lot. You'll get second, third, fourth, fifth chances. But if you're not talented, if you're not bringing your team to the playoffs, then they're going to be like, well, why are we going to deal with all your other baggage if you're not winning games for us? So that's kind of what happened with the Colin Kaepernick. Because in 2014, they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. The 49ers missed the playoffs. Um, and then in 2015, they had a new head coach, Jim, Jim Tom Sula, when Harbar went over to Michigan, uh, the college, Michigan. Um, he struggled in 2015 and then eventually lost his job to Blaine Gabbert because they had a, a losing, they ended up with a losing record. Now, in 2000 and before 2016, he started again, but he had uh, three. Remember, he had three surgeries, one on his thumb, one on his shoulder, and the other one on his knee before the 2016 season started. Um, and then he kind of struggled through preseason. He started kneeling, uh, and then it was eventually benched because he was playing like crap again. Um, I think he had like two games in a row where he threw like three picks. I could be off a little bit, but basically he was playing really poor. And then at the same time, he was kneeling. And so he's causing all this drama. It's like, dude, your team sucks. You suck. Your team sucks. You really shouldn't be concentrating on kneeling and being and playing activist when your main job, what you're getting paid to do, you're, you're not doing well at. So in 2017, the 49ers hired head coach Kyle Shanahan. So he released Kaepernick because Kyle Shanahan wanted, obviously, he's a new head coach. It happens all the time. New head coaches, new general managers come in, and they want to start fresh, right? They want their own new, they want their own quarterback, their own new offensive system. And Kaepernick didn't fit fit into that, so he got released into free agency. Nobody signed him. Um, now, now that wasn't for a lack of trying, see, because a lot of people who defend Cap. They won't tell you any of this stuff. In 2017, Kaepernick turned down uh, the Seattle Seahawks. They offered him to come in and back up Russell Wilson. And he didn't want to because the price was too low, right? The contract wasn't that big. I think they were going to sign for like a, a year or two years for like a short contract just to see what he can do. Kaepernick didn't want that. He wanted a big contract. He wanted to be a starter. So he turned down Seattle. Now, the Ravens then in that same year invited Cap for a workout because they weren't too sure with what was going to happen with Joe Flacco, and they wanted Kaepernick to come in just in case Flacco was you know struggled or something happened with him. So he Kaepernick actually Kaepernick didn't cancel. The Ravens canceled on him. Because before they brought him in to work out, he Kaepernick com, uh, compared the Ravens owner, Steve uh, Biscotti, to a slave owner and said he's a slave owner and Ray Lewis is a slave. So the Ravens were like, yeah, no thank you. Peace out. Now, in 2019, the NFL set up a big workout in Atlanta. And now here's the important part. Uh, it, this was done on a, on the middle of a Saturday. Now, most of the time when these scouts, uh, when they go and do these workouts, it's in the middle of the week because a lot of these, the, the team's preparing for a game the next day. So they're not going to send out scouts over the weekend or on like a Friday because they're preparing for a game. So most of the time, if they do go do little workouts, it's like on the middle of the week, like a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, right? So they were already doing things that they normally didn't do for cap, for, for other players that they were willing to do for cap. Sending out scouts the day before a game on a Saturday. Setting up a whole thing for Kaepernick just for him in Atlanta 
and they were going to have all bunch of teams showed up. They were going to have, they were going to film it. They were going to send it out to all 32 teams. They went all off for this guy. What did Kaepernick do? Roughly 30 minutes before it started, he moved it. He called and emailed, texted, whatever, that, hey, I'm moving the uh, the private workout to some random high school that's like 45 minutes away from Atlanta. Mind you, this was like around like 4 or 5 o'clock, something like that, during rush hour traffic. So it was like it was like 40 minutes away, and then it's like then you had to deal with the traffic. So scouts and people were scrambling. The media was the NFL media were scrambling to get out there. So he didn't care. Kaepernick doesn't care about getting into the NFL. He just wants money. He just wants the attention. That's it. That's all he wants. And more proof of that was in that same year, in 2019. He, the uh, Alliance of American Football and the XFL offered him to play. They said, hey, why don't you come in and play for this other kind of off-brand football league? You know, build your talent up again. Put your name out there. And they're willing to pay him. Now, this is not the NFL, so they can't pay these players a lot of money. Kaepernick wouldn't play. He said, I want $20 million a year. And the XFL's like, dude, we don't have we don't have that money. And so Kevin's like, well, I'm not playing. So he wanted $20 million. The XFL's like, you've lost your mind. And Kevin is like, well, this is racist. You don't want to pay me. So that's pretty much what happened. Now, in October of this year, 2021, according to a CBS News article, Kaepernick stated that he was training uh, five days per week for an NFL comeback. So, again, it's like, okay, here we go again. Kaepernick, he just wants attention. Um, but what's funny is that that was like the same month when he was doing the new documentary with Netflix, which was released in November, where Kaepernick and Netflix pushed out a documentary called Black and White, which basically it, it, it's a whole documentary stating that the players are slaves and the owners are the masters. But it's like, dude, just the prior month ago, you were trying to make an NFL comeback. You said you were training to make an NFL comeback. So which is it? Do you want to play in the NFL? Or do you want to be an activist because the NFL is slavery? Right? Which is it? Okay, it's about the money. Why is it about the money? Well, because Kaepernick sign a deal with, uh, remember when he had all the shoes with Nike and um, if you don't stand up for something, you're nothing or whatever the stupid slogan we had back then with Nike. Uh, basically he had, he got $22 million from Nike. Now from Netflix, he also has $64 million from Netflix, the Netflix deal he has. And he has a deal with Disney media. Now you combined all the money he made from the NFL. Dude, that's millions, millions of, that's almost a hundred, that's well over a hundred million dollars. Well over a hundred million dollars. So that's just more hypocrisy right there coming from the leader, I guess, the new leader, the new face of, Black Lives Matter, uh, the new face of, of, of wokeness. That's what he is. He's he's the new face of wokeness. But uh, enough about Colin Kaepernick. He's a clown. Okay, let's let's get into something more important that involves the hypocrisies of Black Lives Matter, which, as, as I've said before in the beginning of in the beginning of the episode, Black Lives Matter is the woke culture. They created the woke culture. Okay. They're the ones that created critical race theory came from them. There was, if there was no black lives matter, there would be the woke culture would basically be non-existent. Okay. So we're going to get into Bill Gates and Planned Parenthood and how that directly relates to black lives matter and their hypocrisies. So, uh, 
yeah, after the break, we'll get into that. Welcome back. I'm not going to read this whole article, but this is from The Guardian back in 2000, September 2018. The African youth boom. What's worrying Bill Gates? Uh, the booming population of Africa looms over his foundation's latest global survey. By the end of this century, there will be 4 billion more people on Earth, and 3 billion of these extra souls will be born in Africa. The challenge, he says, is that Africa must quadruple its agricultural productivity to feed itself. That's very daunting. Now, why, again, as I said before, why is Bill Gates worried about the population of Africa? You have a population boom in India. You have a population, you've been having a population boom in China. But he seems to be really concerned about the population boom with the poor black people. Loves with black people. Now, what is why is Bill Gates so concerned with depopulation? With it seems poor people, with undesirables. Well, we can really trace that back to his father, who was the head of Planned Parenthood. We know that Planned Parenthood was created by Margaret Thatcher, a um, who was part of the eugen eugenics movement, and created Planned Parenthood um, to basically control the population of of the poor, quote, as she said, Negroes. So we know that the first. If you go to the history of Planned Parenthood, the first uh, birth control clinic was opened up in Brownsville, Brooklyn in 19, in 1916. In 1923, Margaret Sanger founded the American Birth Control League, which is now known as Planned Parenthood. Now, Margaret Sanger spent a lot of time when, with the eugenics movement, which, in their own documents say that they're, they, they, they sought out to breed out undesirables um, or the undesirable population by limiting their ability to procreate through birth control and sterilization. Sounds familiar, right? With the Gates. And even uh, in a letter back in the, the, I think it was the late 30s, 1939, I believe, from Singer to Dr. Gamble, she wrote, quote, We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it even occurs to any of their more rebellious members. Basically, basically saying, listen, we need to exterminate, we need to control their population. And if anybody figures it out, we need the ministers because we need the people, who, the, 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 the church members, people that they look up to, to help spread our propaganda that Planned Parenthood is good. Bring your black babies. Trust us um, as we uh, sterilize them and as we murder them. 
So they needed to really push. That was that was what that meant. They needed to use the ministers to push that propaganda. Now, back in the same year, Margaret Sanger and her and her and her, um, and her secretary Florence Rose, when they drafted a report on birth control and the Negro, they used um, skillfully used language that appealed to both eugenicists and progressives at the time. Now, now remember, progressives is not what you know now. Okay, progressives back then were racist. Okay, much of the Democrat Party back then were were racist. Were they still are racist? But a lot, of, especially a lot of the Democrat Party back then in those times, they were the racists. They were being funded by the KKK. Okay, you can look all this up now. Both the eugenicists and the progressives at the time were feel fearful of unchecked black fertility, um, and they were really committed committed to um, hurting African Americans, or actually keeping them in the poor class, rather than what the African Americans wanted was they wanted to get into that middle class culture. And they didn't, and they didn't, and, and the eugenicists and the progressives didn't want that. They wanted to keep them poor. So, in the report, it's it stated that quote Negroes present the greatest problem in of the South, as they are the group with the with the greatest economic, health, and social problems. So, uh, and they also uh, quote. They still breed carelessly and disastrously. So, and listen, this is, it's most of the Planned Parenthood today is, is mainly in the poorer communities. So like in in America today, almost as many African-American children are aborted as are born. So a black baby is three times more likely to be aborted as a white baby. Abortion has reduced the black the black population. If I could say population right, abortion has reduced our population by 25%. Since 1973, abortion has reduced the black population by 25%. Twice as many African Americans have died from abortion that have died from AIDS, accidents, violent crimes, cancer, and heart disease combined. Now, 80% of the abortion facilities are located in minority neighborhoods. 13% of American women are black, but they receive over 35% of the abortions. Now, all that information, you can go on to... Uh, it's called blackdignity.com. Uh, so black dignity, it's just, that's not a, it's not a black lives matter thing. It's just, it's what really black dignity is, is what black lives matter should be. Okay. They're actually concentrating on the truth. They're actually concentrating on what's actually affecting black people today. Now, Margaret, continuing on with Planned Parenthood, Margaret Singer created the Negro Project. Okay, she created it, uh, and she and, and Planned Parenthood implemented it. Now, this was from 1939 to 1942. Um, it stated that it, it was to improve the quality of life for the Southern blacks. By reducing high infant mortality rates, giving out sexual education, and increasing the public access to health clinics. So, it's, which we all know, listen, it, it's, it's, it's not really what it is. It's, Planned Parenthood is there for one thing and one thing only, to control 
the poor minority population, to not let them be, to have an abundance of, of procreation, okay? Because they are the undesirables. Um, I mean, hell, Margaret Singer even called poor minorities, quote, human weeds. Um, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has donated millions into population control and reproductive rights, abortion. Uh, as I said before, Bill Gates' father was the head of Planned Parenthood and was good friends with Margaret Singer. So, and, and now, it just came out a few days ago that the FDA has now approved and is allowing abortion pills to be mailed to your house. So now you don't even have to go to Planned Parenthood. See? Now you can just, why go to Planned Parenthood? When you can just abort your baby in your house. You don't even have to leave your house. Just don't, don't even step your undesirable ass out of your house. Keep, keep your disgusting, undesirable self in your house. Continue to, to collect welfare checks and take the pill and just abort your baby. Okay? Because it's the progressive thing to do. It's the loving thing to do. It's the liberal thing to do. And at the end of the day, all that really matters is that you do what Bill Gates wants you to do. Okay? You do what... His father and Margaret Sanger have always have always wanted, and that's to depopulate the black population into basically to the point where they're exterminated. So, which just to kind of wrap it up, it's it just continues to amaze me how. They continue to not only just vote these people in office every four years, they continue to fall into the trap of what these a lot of these blue cities are. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say that 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 welfares that get rid of welfare. I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, listen, get rid of Planned Parenthood. Um, but it, it needs to be just like how they scream. And cry about how the police need to be reformed, which I agree with. They need to be reformed. Because it is an issue. Corrupt police are an issue. But Planned Parenthood's an issue. Okay, it's basically Planned Parenthood's basically it is, an, it is an extension of the eugenics movement. So you need to reform Planned Parenthood. Okay, a female shouldn't be able to just go in and just get an abortion whenever she wants. You need to track it. You know, I don't know. Have have one abortion. You get one abortion. That's it. Okay. I'm not saying that that abortion should be made illegal, because there are there are circumstances where maybe the mother's life um, is in danger through the pregnancy. So they need to they need to make the decision to either abort the baby or, you know, have the baby be born, but the mother the mother's going to die, or in certain circumstances the mother's raped, right, and maybe the the mother it doesn't want the baby. I mean, who who are we to say, hey, you were just raped, so you have to keep the baby? Who are we to say that? Are we? Am I? Am I gonna help pay for that female's baby? No. Am I gonna pay her medical costs for having a baby? The thousands of dollars that it costs to have a baby. No. So who am I? Who or any of us to, to to determine what that female does with her body? We can disagree with it, whatever. But to sit here and say that, hey, you. You can't do that with your body, even though you were just raped. Now, now, granted, 
there are people who obviously abuse it, just like with anything. Okay, they abuse welfare. They have people who abuse unemployment. People who abuse EBT money, EBT cards. Uh, people who abuse abortion. Like there are people out there like that. They abuse it, and that needs to be fixed. But as it's being fixed, we can't forget like we're the main goal of, of, of Planned Parenthood and the eugenics movement and Bill Gates. And that's kind of the whole point of all this is the woke culture is about progressive progressives and and you know human rights and and, and, and moving forward in society it's being woke but it's they're being woke about the wrong stuff okay instead of being woke about the NFL being you know slave being slave owners uh, instead of being woke about trying to defund police which doesn't fix the problem instead of being woke about what pronouns you use instead of being woke about there's more people who fly here in San Diego I'll go drive when I'm doing lift I'll go to Hillcrest or, or whatever it is North Park um, there's more people in that area that fly transgender flags than you see with American flags okay that, that's an issue so because more people are they'll yell and scream and complain about that but they won't yell and scream and complain about the past experiments that the government has done on people. They won't yell and scream about the shit food and shit water that's being provided to them in their community. They won't yell and scream about the education system that sucks that their children are going to. They won't yell and scream about the lack of jobs or the lack of promotions that's going on within their jobs. They won't yell and scream about what we've been talking about, the, the, the abortion rate. So people just need to kind of, hey, listen, if you want to be woke, be woke. But be woke about the right stuff. Okay, that, I think that, and that's why most people think that woke is, a, is just a complete joke, right? Because they know it's, it's more of a, it's more of a fad, okay? And if you don't know, what uh, I'll, I'll, and I'll end it on this. If you don't know what a fad is, it's 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 according to Oxford Dictionary, the term fad means it's FAD means an intense and widely shared enthusiasm for something, especially one that is short lived and without basis in the object's qualities. It's a craze. Now, you look at all the white people, the white liberals that. Say Black Lives Matter, they have Black Lives Matter signs on the windows, on the cars. That's all a fad. It's the same thing as like nowadays you have a lot of, especially females, you have a lot of females out there that, okay, they're clearly not lesbian. But they'll they'll say that they're bisexual or whatever it is, whatever the new term is, because it gets them attention, right? And then whenever that attention kind of seeps off, uh, whether they're just over it, oh, they'll just go back to being straight. You know, they won't actually have sex with other with other women because it's a fad. Same thing with wokeism; it's a fad that that woke white people are are currently at the wheel of, okay? If wokeism was a bus, woke white liberals would be the bus driver. And all they're, all they're doing it for is just attention. And eventually they're going it's, to, it, it, it's, it's going to be, they're going to go into something else, right? 
And what you're seeing, that something else is COVID. That's that's their new thing. Oh, it was first it was the Me Too movement. Then it's oh Black Lives Matter. Then it's oh woke, being woke. And now it's oh vaccination, gotta get your vaccination, COVID, COVID, COVID. And the next thing is gonna be oh climate change, climate change, climate change. It's it's all it is is just it's just a fad. It's just what's gonna get you attention on social media. And they just push it out, push it out. And what we have to do is we have to combat it just like how they're pushing it out on social media and through corporations and stuff. We have to push it out, push it out of the corporations and go on social media and and push out the opposite of what they're pushing out. Because we, we can't let it get to the point where their fad becomes reality, becomes starts becoming different policies and, and laws in the states and in, in, in overall in the country. So that's where I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna kind of leave it off at. So uh, listen, I think the next next year I'm gonna do an episode on, on past experimentations. I'm gonna really get into that. So, but listen, thanks, thanks for hearing me ramble on for 45 minutes plus. Um, I thought we went through a lot of good stuff with Black Lives Matter and Planned Parenthood. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, again, we have another episode that's going to be being published a little bit later today with uh, the new COVID updates. And that'll be it. That's going to be this episode and the next one will be the last ones of 2021. So I'm not going to publish anything until 2022. So um, listen again, thanks for listening. Have a great Christmas and a happy new year, guys.
Thank you.